Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello everyone, welcome to Bet the Edge. Thanks for watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. Thank you all those who are listening as well. Coming up today, we have eight college football games to break down. Ranging from Utah to Washington, Old Miss against Georgia, and a game, Drew, that I will be at on the sidelines. It's Michigan at Penn State. Happy Valley, baby. And we'll also break it down, the Heisman race, best bets to make. And something tells me, Drew, we're going to be on opposite sides Ooh. of our Heisman picks today. And as always, Thursday Night Football, my guy. This one, Panthers versus Bears. Special edition of quarterbacking going on in this game. We'll break down how to bet this with Justin Fields or without Justin Fields. It's V-Money in the well, Capper. Happy Thursday, Drew. How's your week going? Uh, pretty solid. Uh, NFL was good. Uh, college football, I took some hellacious beats as usual, but that's sort of the way it's been for me for like the last month. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's grind out some winners. Although, hey, Missouri came through. They covered a little uh, nice little cover against Georgia. Uh, and, you know, the, I guess the, the question swirling about college football right now are, are, the, are the teams at the top as good as the market thinks they are? Because no. I have some questions. Yeah, no, they're not. And we're going to get into that today because I'm ready. Uh, I think the cultural playoff is going to be shaken up these next few weeks. We kind of talked about last week in Missouri, Drew. Great mm-hmm. call. We won that money line sprinkle. They were looking pretty good for a little bit, but uh, Georgia is Georgia. But I do have yep. some news to share. I did something new this week that I encourage everyone to go out there and try. It's a 10 out of 10 recommend. I played disc golf, nine holes of disc golf Ooh. for the first time ever. Have you ever done that? Uh, yeah, of course. Disc golf is fun. Is fun is is a ton of fun. Yeah, great yeah. activity this time of year too. Is getting out and get some sun. Yeah, and get a little exercise. And the best yeah. part about it, Drew, you can suck and it's still a good time. And that's what I went through. Of course. Uh, so go the learning curve with, with throwing friends. the disc is really aggressive. Like you, like uh, after like first couple of throws, you're like, this isn't for me. And then you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Muscle muscle memory just straight up, straight up. See, I was actually the opposite. Like at first, oh. I was like, oh, yeah, this is really easy. And then it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, oh, it's the fatigue factor setting. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's it. Uh, yeah, back-to-back workout days, like back-to-backs in the NBA. That's an underplay, Drew. All right, let's talk about some college football. We got Utah at Washington, a Pac-12 matchup. The Huskies laying nine and a half points over under at 52 and a half. And this is a game we talked about a little bit last week because the Huskies are playing the toughest schedule remaining regular season in all of college football. Utah is the second part of this four-game stretch for them before they possibly would take on Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, as we would expect. This is Utah pass from Madro. Uh, how are you feeling about this? Oh, buddy, we got some oppo oh, here. Because I was going to ask you, did did Michael Penix slip in the shower and you know, like uh, sprain his ankle <laughs> or something, and I didn't hear about it? Because I don't get why this is a nine and a half uh, point spread. Uh, I feel like that uh, the market has a short memory here. Uh, it was not two weeks ago that Utah traveled to Oregon and just got obliterated by the Ducks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one uh, – oops, they were they were actually at home for that Oregon game. My goodness, I thought they were on the road there. I assumed they were on the road with that lock like they, the they were at home. Uh, and, yeah, one home, uh, you know, one home defeat uh, of the Arizona State, uh, you know, not playing for anything, uh, and people think that this team is completely fixed at it. Well, I got a, I got a bad, bad, bad vibe about Utah going on the road here against Washington. I think this should be a double-digit spread. Uh, I don't think this is the bet of the week or anything like that, but 
Um, you know, there are some things about Washington that I really still can't uh, completely put my finger on. This offense is not good, uh, despite their 55 points they put on the on the uh, scoreboard last week. And I think uh, Washington's defense is still among the absolute elite in the in the uh, in Power Five. Uh, and I think that will show up here big time in this game. So uh, Washington, for me, I think uh, wins by margin. And uh, you know, they the off the top we were kind of banting about who is ultimately going to find their way out of the college football uh, you know, playoffs because there are definitely some questions about the teams at the top. Well, Washington will get theirs, but I'm not, uh, I'm not seeing much of an issue here with Utah. What's your angle here? See, my problem with Washington is obviously we talked about the Oregon game. They had that you know, last-minute comeback. Before that, it was a seven-point win at Arizona. It's a look-ahead spot, so we can let them breathe on that. Then after the Oregon game, Arizona State, it's an eight-point win with 15 points. You got to understand, I understand it's the physicality of the Oregon game. They didn't look that great, but the last two weeks weren't encouraging either for me. I mean, a nine-point win at Stanford and then a 10-point win at USC, and we talked about how Washington should win that game. USC's live to win because the spread didn't make much sense, but the Huskies haven't been winning with margin. I mean, the 10 points against USC is the most they've won by in the last five to six weeks. And uh, like I said, they've been playing tough. They got USC, they played them versus Utah at Oregon State versus Washington State and Oregon. I think the Huskies are going to drop a game or two. It's just the physicality of playing all these teams back to back to back to back with everything to play for. Um, I just see a letdown spot for them in this stretch, Drew. So I want the money line. I don't want the points. I just sprinkle the money lines here against Washington. Okay. So we, no, but we, we built then, ourselves a nice little uh, nine and a half point Polish middle. So you hate to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i think uh you know that your your case is fair like wash like the the warning signs are flashing red for washington like at some point uh the bill will come due on their overperformances this season but yeah. uh for me i think it's you know it may not come until even the pac 12 title game considering how we've seen some of these injuries uh stack up against future opponents yeah and i mean i really hate going oh and four on the money line bets against washington these last week kind of the next three weeks but i mean if someone's got to do it it's going to be this guy. Uh, yeah, I don't have much faith in Utah's offense, Drew, but that defense, they can hold them in that game. Let's talk about an ACC game where we should see a lot of offense, but the total is only at 49.5. Uh, Miami at Florida State, the Seminoles are laying 14.5. The total's actually gone under 10 of Florida State's last 12 games against the Miami Hurricanes, so maybe that's why the total isn't as high as I expected it to be in this matchup. But that is the way I leaned when I looked at this one, Drew. Um, Florida State's a team playing for everything right now in an easy, a cakewalk of an ACC. Uh, what are you playing? Yeah, so this is the, one of the teams that I do take uh, exception, being kind of bantied in as among among the top five in college football. Uh, um, I think the defense is for real, sure, but I have big time questions about this offense being able to hang with some of the elite. Uh, ultimately I have uh, Florida state closer to like borderline top 10 than clearly top three, uh, which is where the market seems to be rating these guys. And um, maybe even more than that, like I still have a pretty favorable rating on Miami. Like Miami to me, I think is right in the mix with the likes of Ole Miss with the likes of Alabama and Tennessee. Like they're not, they, you know, they, they had some bad losses and people will remember like specifically the, uh, you know, the standout probably. games, which has probably soured people on getting involved with Miami. But um, 14 and a half is much, much too high relative to how I see these teams playing. And in fact, made me legitimately search out if there was an injury that I missed somehow, some way for Miami here, because that's kind of what this line suggests. Um, fair for me is uh, closer to 10. So I think you're getting a nice, nice, nice number uh, being on the other side of 14. And uh, Hurricane's one of my favorite plays of the week. If, uh, if assuming I haven't missed anything, but uh uh, that said, uh, right now, at least, I haven't heard anything that would scare me off this one. Yeah, last time I checked, uh, Connor Van Dyke, the quarterback for Miami, is in action for this game. So that's uh, pretty much the key thing that you need to have a Miami ticket is for Van Dyke to play here. But I actually, I mean, I like your take because Florida State, I considered going to Florida State at Pitt last weekend. And I was like, you know what, if I go, I'm going to bet super hard on Florida State. They should smack them. And 24-7 uh, to 7 win. For Florida State, the offense didn't look explosive as they did against teams like uh, Wake Forest or Syracuse, which makes me just start to think that yeah, Florida State, I didn't think they were one of the top five teams all year, but I'm really starting to feel that way now, Drew. I think Florida yeah. State could be more fraudulent than they appear to be, and a team like Oregon is much better than Florida State or Washington, and that's where I'm going to be going uh, you know, with my college football playoff tickets. But the only thing that scares me off of this, and I'll say before we move on to the next game, 
Florida State has a game next against North Alabama. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is definitely an all-out give-us-effort spot before we play. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, smaller yeah. school than play Florida. This is this is punch our tickets kind of a game. No question. Yeah. Uh, they finish yeah. with North Alabama and Florida, and the way Florida is kind of you know falling apart in in front of our eyes, I would expect that uh, they get those two wins pretty comfortably. But this Miami is going to be a test, and yeah. uh, you know again, like it looks like uh, you know we have a couple of uh, questionable, probable players in the uh, running back, wide receiver, tight end room, but. Um, you know, nobody that I think specifically moves the needle for me in terms of uh, being unavailable here. So all systems go Miami. Yeah, and also it's noted if uh, the under does hit once again, 10-2 and two in the last 12 meetings between the two teams. Mm. That also is good for the dog here with 14.5 points you're getting. Mm. So uh, keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Keep in mind that we are going to keep fading the Georgia Bulldogs. That's what I think is going to happen here, Drew, because uh, Ole Miss is visiting town. Ten and a half point spread for the Bulldogs. Over under is fifty eight and a half. And Old Miss has been a ATS sweet darling this year, six two and one. And honestly, I think the pace of play here, the tempo that Kiffin and company wants to play, could keep Georgia on their heels even at home. And last week we took Missouri with the points and sprinkled the money line. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing this week, Drew. I'm going to take Old Miss, sprinkle that money line. I think if Georgia loses, it's going to be with the next few weeks. And Old Miss is probably the best opponent they play. Uh, even with Tennessee on deck. Yeah, you mentioned that they've been uh, uh, an against the spread darling so far this season. One of my favorite wins of the year was uh, Ole Miss over uh, Tulane. I don't know if you remember oh, that yeah. game. That was a wild of one. Course. Um, the uh, you know win against uh, Texas A&M was pretty impressive last week. They pushed the minus three. Um, maybe a hair of a looking ahead there. I think they probably could have done, uh, acquitted themselves a little better with uh, Texas A&M, you know, having some of those uh, injuries there. Um, in general, this is a, a team that I think is pretty healthy right now, which matters a ton. Uh, only guy that, uh, you know, that is out of the lineup who kind of moved the needle at all for them this season, one wide receiver Davis, but uh, they've adjusted to his absence, which has been like the end of September. Um, I believe that uh, wide receiver Franklin is going to be able to go. He is questionable, uh, but he missed uh, the last two games, I think specifically keeping him, you know, trying to get him right for this contest so that they have a, a little bit, you know, a few more ways to attack. If there's one thing you want to kind of point to old miss about their offense has regressed the last handful of weeks and it could be quality of opponent. Uh, but I think it's more like, Likely just there, you know, the the keeping some of the good plays in their back pocket for an opportunity to play spoiler here for Georgia. Um, interested to see really how Ole Miss is, the rest of this Ole Miss season plays out because uh, they have some true some true blue NFL talent on this team, and I would like to see these guys uh, in some more meaningful games in December get a good read on what they could be like as pros. Um, but uh, Ole Miss has a, 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 a deep both defense and offense that are. Um, you know, better than league average in terms of EPA per play adjusted for opponents. And I think uh, that's going to set up for a really, really good contest here. Ole Miss, is, in my opinion, is slightly better than Missouri. And Missouri gave these guys a real deal test. So um, I think this is uh, sets up well for another uh, really high quality clash. Yeah, I graded uh, Ole Miss last week. I'd, I'd said they were my number nine ranked team. I moved them up uh, even despite the cool. three point win. I thought uh, they should have beat A&M by 10 plus points there. But, uh, you know, College football look ahead spots. It's definitely tough situations here. But let me yeah. ask you this because sure. obviously it sounds like we're both in agreement on Old Miss here and situations at hand. If Old Miss beats Georgia or if mm -hmm. beforehand, if you think it could happen, should we be getting tickets on Old Miss to make the college football playoff? Because their lone loss was versus Alabama. They're in both in the SEC West. Bama still could lose a game. And that opens the door for mm -hmm. Old Miss. But this is a must win for the Rebels. Oh, boy, I don't think it's. Like, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a good enough price. And honestly, um, one of the reasons I like Ole Miss this week is some of the uh, injuries to the linebacking core for Georgia. I think matter. Um, and if those guys are healthy in December, and there's a rematch between Ole Miss and Georgia uh, for the SEC title. I think that probably goes the other way, uh, considering the yeah. location and, you know, just sort of the, the experience factor. You know, Georgia having been in that spot so many times in recent years, I think definitely matters. So um, I like Moneyline this week more as the, you know, like the right upside swing as opposed to going for the, you know, the grand slam on the uh, getting them into the playoffs. But um, interesting to hear you have them up to nine because uh, they've definitely been on the move up for me in general as well. 
Yeah, no, that's actually a great point. I may have got a little ahead of myself saying Ole Miss to make the college football playoff rather than, uh, you know, making the SEC championship game. Oh, that's a do. That's doable. That's, that's doable. That's the that's yeah. the sharper angle for sure. Because I actually just looked up odds for SEC championship game winner, and uh, Ole Miss is a hundred to one, and they're the only they're the fourth team. There's only Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and Ole Miss to choose from. Ooh, um, so. Yeah, I guess Ole Miss is not going to win the SC championship. But if you think they do, I mean, swing now or forever hold your peace. It's a big number. I can't remember the last 100 to one I closed. That's a, no. a big number. Yeah. That is a, yeah. I mean, for a top 10 ranked team as well. So that's uh, that's yeah. the type of faith they show in right now. So maybe they could do it once, but they're not doing it twice. So we'll see how that game ends up. Another big game. I mean, we talked about USC, I think, every single week on the show. It feels like Drew. And every single week we keep saying, you know, at some point this defense has to look a little better. But I believe the statistic I saw was 268 points in their last five games they've allowed, yeah. uh, something like that. And then now you got the Oregon Ducks at home laying 15.5 total, 73.5. I mean, I am strictly going Oregon team total or spread or pass because USC is also 0-7 ATS in their last seven games. Yeah, you're not a believer in the dead cat bounce here. Uh, USC <laughs> fires their defensive coordinator, and the defense all of a sudden gives you an honest effort. I, I mean, I honestly, I can't tell you if it's talent or the way that they were being coached or uh, or what. Terrible. But, uh, it's, it, it's a you know, mix of both, I'm sure. And that is that something that you can fix in a week? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this is a team that has really talented recruits, and they just never played up to the you know the level of their you know, their recruiting status, which is an indictment of the coaching and development process. The defensive coordinator pays the ultimate price for it. And I think uh, USC pretty much searches for answers this offseason. And, you know, it may include more changes. It's really tough for me to put my finger on the future of the program for the Trojans here. But um, this is an interesting spread in contrast with last week, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. yeah, the game was in you know, was in uh, uh, L.A. as opposed to now we're in Eugene. Um, but it's a big, this implies a meaningful delta. Either we've adjusted USC down aggressively or we are yeah. uh, saying that Oregon is that much better than Washington. And while I do believe Oregon is better than Washington, I'm not sure it's by this much. And so, uh, you know, the fact that Oregon's going to have to win this by three scores to get uh, 15 and a half home has me scared because scared off of playing the game at all because mm-hmm. I don't think I'm interested in getting involved with USC right now. And, you know, like – in the back of my head, the way Caleb, Caleb Williams ended that game uh, had kind of a little bit of uh, he might not play again kind of vibe. And I know we haven't heard any of that, right? But the degree to which he has kind of closed the chapter in his own mind about, you know, his time here at USC and, you know, what that means in terms of his availability and performance. And really, they may look at some players down the roster. He may not get a full start if this game is out of hand. Does he even play four quarters? Like, these are all kind of questions that are swirling for me. Um, and I don't have any inside information to say one way or the other, but uh, that would explain some more of the Delta downgrading of USC based on that outcome. Yeah, I certainly agree with that because even last week I kept talking about how that Washington-USC line was so fishy in a lot of ways, and then we saw the result of that. But, yeah, Caleb Williams, I love the take on that, Drew, because I feel like he's not going to play uh, a full season. He might opt out of the bowl game as well. Uh, just secure that number one draft stock that seems like it's going to happen. Um, I'm hoping he doesn't end up in Arizona, but it's looking like it's going to end up true. Who do you think has number one pick? <laughs> Arizona's going to climb their way out of there. Kyle Murray, Ky- yeah, Kyle Murray's not uh, not well supported on that team in terms of talent, but he's good enough in today's quarterback eight day in in uh, NFL to win three four games down the stretch here, and I think that's enough to get Arizona into like the fourth fifth pick instead of one two um if i if i were Kyle, if i were uh, caleb williams i would be shopping for homes in the northeast i think uh, giants patriots are probably yeah. the two more likely teams that uh, are going to be at the top of the draft yeah, you better hope he's gonna buy into the patriots way because he'd make some <laughs> he makes some good career out of himself some good money uh before we get on to the next set of teams drew better bet oregon team total over 44 and a half or first half team total over 27 and a half Ooh. Uh, is there a better bet? Hmm. Well, uh, if they there's a decent chance that they only get five possessions in the first half of this game, at which point you need four touchdowns to get the first one. I mean, the first half. So I think I would go full 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 game, uh, just as a means of you know er- erasing some of the variance associated with fewer possessions. Um, mm-hmm. You know they. 
I think this is no question it's going to be a high-scoring game. No resistance here by USC. But, uh, you know, if you do get any kind of inspired performance from those uh, players after the uh, the move at defensive coordinator, it would be in the first half. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think once Oregon gets in space, it's going to be hard to tackle. It's hard to tackle for USC in general, but tackling <laughs> Oregon in space at home, good luck. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Michigan and Penn State is happening this Saturday. And at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, NBC Sports YouTube channel, Eric Froton and myself are answering all your college football betting questions for week 11. This game is at Happy Valley between number three Michigan and number 11 Penn State. We're going to film the show, hit the tailgate, talk to everyone, hit the sidelines. So come and check it out, get some bets. And then also if you see us the game, say hi, send a screenshot. And uh, Drew? I'll say this, Eric and I, we don't drink, but uh, if Michigan covers and team total under hits for Penn State, I might have a drink or two, my friend. All right. <laughs> and uh, just because last week was so hard with Purdue scoring a touchdown with 18 seconds left. Oh, it was the worst. And ruining oh. my nice Michigan streak we had going. So now we got to start a new streak. It's the Wolverines laying four and a half or five at Penn State. Happy Valley, over under 45 and a half. I'm so excited to be at this game, and I'm expecting a hard-fought battle. There's uh, one key area where I think – there's two key areas, actually, where I think Michigan will take advantage of. Penn State and the red zone offense is ranked 93rd in the country. And we talk about their passing efficiency between Drew LR, a.k.a. the poor man's Josh Allen we talk about. Well, they're 54th in offensive passing efficiency. Michigan will eat up in those two areas, in my opinion, Drew. So you already know I was rocking with Wolverines before we came on the show, uh, mm-hmm. but I took the four and a half, and I played the team total under 20 and a half for Penn State. Yeah, my delta on these two teams is closer to a touchdown. Uh, so you have to be pretty generous with uh, home field advantage mattering here for Penn State to get down to four and a half. So this is Michigan or pass for me. Um, I, I guess I'm starting to really uh, – lose any kind of confidence that my numbers on Penn State are correct. Uh, this is a very, very unusual uh, team in terms of their approach to games. And uh, I think the fact that they basically just completely gave up the ghost against Ohio State after that game got out of hand is in the back of my head that that could happen again. Uh, Michigan pretty clearly has some bull board material, bulletin board material with uh, you know the way that they're being ranked nationally relative to what we all know, which is that they're probably the best team. Um, and I think just in general, the you know the negative news cycles, everybody kind of treating them like the villain, they've embraced it. And it's really kind of mm-hmm. 
I think, uh, you know, kind of bringing that team together even more in terms of making a run for, uh, you know, a national title this season. So, you know, Michigan's an interesting squad right now in a lot of ways. And they're obviously the entirety of their season depends on uh, beating Ohio State in that um, uh, Big Ten, you know, the, the kind of the final meeting of the regular season, because you got to imagine they're going to be like 28 point favorites in the Big Ten. 10 championship and then they're probably going to be the one seed if they beat Ohio State so that affords them a little bit cleaner path in the playoff and um, you know that considering what happened last year and uh, you know the importance of this particular um, you know this particular avenue for them uh, I doubt you see them with any kind of a let up here this is this is a team that seems very very focused to me and uh, if you want to um, talk about their defense they're back to number one, I think, pretty clearly. Uh, this is a team that is, you know, hitting almost historic levels in terms of the quality of defense um, in in EPA per play, and uh, the offense is right there with uh, the elites in the NFL. So, um, yeah, Michigan minus four and a half is a good look. Yeah, Michigan hasn't also allowed a single point in the third quarter all season. Not one That's team wild. has scored one point uh, coming out of halftime against Michigan. So. Uh, and even last week, produced 13 points they put up. Like we said, score 18 seconds left. Uh, that is the most points scored on Michigan all season. They had six entering, uh, about to end, finish that game before scoring. So, yeah, Michigan's defense, obviously the greatest. And I agree with you wholeheartedly about the point of this Michigan team coming together based off of what they're going through with the news cycles, the cheating scandal, and uh, even entering the season with their coach being suspended. And he's still under hot water with the news. They're doing everything possible, Drew to hold this Wolverines team back and they're not letting it happen. So yeah, I'm going to continue riding this Michigan wave and I ain't getting off. Uh, so I'll see you on Saturday. Happy Valley. Uh, don't be sad when I'm the only one in the stadium going like this. when Michigan gets the first down. All right. Let's talk about Maryland at Nebraska Terps, two and a half point favorites. This is the fishiest line in all college football this weekend. Total sit at 44 and a half. When I talked to my counterpart, Eric Froton, about this game, he said he's on Nebraska with the points and the money line because 94 to 97% of the money across the four major sports books in the U.S. are taking Maryland money. Wow. Uh, and the line hasn't budged a single point. Makes me like Nebraska a little bit too, but I do not trust the Cornhuskers ever. Maryland's obviously the better team, but after losing four straight, Drew, I mean, maybe we have to adjust the Terrapins as well. Yeah, no, that uh, that completely checks out. I mean, Maryland's uh, offense, which at times I thought was a little frisky against some of the elite defenses in college football, really has dried on the vine. And their defense, we know, is pretty susceptible. And this is a matchup that uh, you know I really am not finding a clear way into uh, to favor either of these teams. Nebraska's defense is well below average in terms of EPA per play on uh, on offense adjusted for opponent um their defense is above uh Maryland's offense is slightly above uh their defense is below so this is kind of strength on strength weakness on weakness if you want to say that uh you know that this is pretty close to a draw at least in terms of statistical overall uh strength and you want to tip the balance in favor of Nebraska cuz they're at home I'm fine with that yeah and it's it's hard to Put your hard-earned money on Nebraska. I'll be the first one to say that, but <laughs> I think this is a week where you got to consider the Cornhuskers. you got to at least play the money line a little bit or take the points here if you're going to bet this game or watch this game. Uh, I just feel like I say it's the fishiest line of the week, and Maryland on the road after four straight losses, and our producer Dan gave us a great note that the Terrapins are 0-8 against the spread in their last eight against the West Division of the Big Ten. That's yeah. definitely concerning. I, uh, I think one of the reasons that there's probably a lopsided market in terms of splits, but the number's not moving, is this is kind of a classic wise guess spot. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like the it's, it's Nebraska. Public versus sharps. Yeah. In Nebraska, Nebraska got bet last week and they didn't win. And now they're drawing a team that is, inf- you know, that is slightly inferior. Nebraska's at home. Uh, this is like, you know, this is like blood in the water for the shark sharks. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely think it's going to see very lopsided results here for people in the betting market. So, uh, yeah, I mean, don't go crazy betting Maryland, Nebraska, but 
if you're going to bet it, consider taking the underdog of the money in November where anything can happen. And uh, I wanted your opinion because that's a Peacock game earlier, but we got the NBC and Peacock game at night where Michigan State is the largest underdog it's been, I think, in my entire lifespan against Ohio State. The Buckeyes are laying 31.5 at home. Total's 47.5. Makes me feel like Michigan State's team total under is the play because 31.5 spread with a 47.5 total. Uh, kind of seems like the home team is going to run away with it, Drew. Well, I mean, you know the um, uh, the Ohio State defense remains like truly elite. Yeah, like, top five. This is, yeah, this is this is an absolute uh, spectacular unit, and um, you know there were moments in that Rutgers game where people were like, "Oh, oh, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> here you go." Uh, no, no, no. Ultimately, like the defense was never really going to let. Uh, Rutgers kind of hang around in there and get the scores they needed to put that one away. So um, the fact that they kind of found ways to uh, ultimately uh, pull away, not surprising. And uh, the fact that it was largely at the uh, behest of, you know, really, really solid, um, you know, just all around performance in the second half is, is what you expect out of a team that, uh, you know, was, was faced with that. So uh, no alarm bells really going off here for me for Ohio state, despite the, uh, uh, you know, fact that, you know, they, it was an ugly cover, uh, last mm-hmm. week against Rutgers and it was an ugly missed cover against Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, that that's two road games in the big 10 in, in the months of late October and November, you know, that's when things start to get tough. Now they return yeah. home after two weeks on the road and they're taking on a Michigan state team. That's coming off of a pretty fluky win. Uh, at home themselves against Nebraska and now has to travel. Um, this does have like whiffs of 49 um, nothing. Yeah. And I don't know if you know what game I'm referring to. Oh, but, uh, that's kind of mm. where I'm at on this one. What do you think? Yeah, Michigan 49, Michigan State <laughs> 0. Ohio State 49, Michigan State 0. I could see it happening uh, for sure. Michigan State is 0-6 ATS in the last six meetings with Ohio State. Uh, and like I said, this is the largest spread ever, but I think this – uh, talent gap is definitely at least four touchdowns significant here, especially as you mentioned, I was taking to come back home. Uh, one thing I will note, Drew, that I think is hilarious because uh, you yeah. know Brian. Uh, Brian, our guy here at NBC, he texted mm-hmm. me at 2.07 p.m. on Saturday. Rutgers, question mark, 2.08 p.m., one minute later, maybe not. Uh, Ohio State with the pick six. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, to, to close the historical uh, um, door here, uh, Michigan State, the last time that they were touchdown dogs of four touchdowns or more, so 28-plus okay. touchdown yeah. dogs, was September 7th, 1996 at Whoa. Nebraska. Uh, they lost that game 55-14, to 14. did not cover, did not win. Yeah. Wow. I love that. 1996. Jeez, man. Uh, talk about history not, in the making right here. Yeah. Is that before your time? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. 93, man. Come on. Don't 93. I, 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 figure, I figure. I figure. I figure. I figure. Yeah. But you, you weren't watching. I my football handicap. You weren't watching? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You didn't bet that uh, one? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. Uh, I might have to bet Ohio State just for that stat now, just for the historical <laughs> standpoint to see what happens. So That's right. Thank you for September that. September 1996. Nebraska wins wow. and covers. I love that. Uh, I wonder what uh, Marvin Harrison Sr. was doing back then because uh, Marvin Harrison <laughs> Jr. is going to get busy uh, against Michigan State. And his Heisman odds, Drew, have actually been uh, skyrocketing. I know you mm-hmm. and Jay have been talking about him. You guys have been pushing the market here and there. He's down to uh, plus 800 at MGM. Other books come around 14 to 1, 15 to 1. So there's still some good prices flowing out around him. Are you still on the Marvin Harrison train? Because we've had to get off a couple players so far this season. Yeah, no, I've got dead money in the pool on Dillian Gabriel. I've got dead money on the pool on somebody else. I don't even remember. Was it Hartman? Probably Sam, hopefully Sam yeah, Hartman. Sam Hartman, be, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, but those were those were relatively small stakes at some pretty giant prices. I got big boy stakes on Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, so this one is uh, starting to get real. Um, I don't usually look at box scores of college football games in the middle of my day on Saturday because I got things going on in my life and I don't really care about the statistical performances of college kids, but I was glued to the box score in Ohio state because I was like, you know, I was, I was the meme of the kid with the stick poking the, you know, poking the pile, say, come on, 
come on, do something. Um, that was two receptions for 14 yards for a long time in that game. And I was like, I guess this is where it ends. This is how it dies. Um, he ultimately gets some late scores in that one. So it doesn't look quite as, uh, you know, deficient um, and keeps him in the mix, I suppose. Uh, but boy, would I, boy, oh boy, would I love nothing more than like a nice four touchdown, 300 yard bounce back. Is that asking too much? No. I mean, it's it's possible for him. Uh, I mean, he's had three games now where he scored at least two touchdowns this year, and uh, that was that last week. Drew broke a four-game stretch of 100 plus yards for Marvin Harrison. Uh, so yeah, I mean, four catches and 25 yards won't move the needle much in the Heisman market, but when you add two touchdowns on the four catches, that kind of helps out a lot more. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with not having him because if they beat Michigan, he's your new favorite. Um, without a that's, doubt, so you're getting that's the entire handicap. Yeah, and that's that's really what it comes down to because uh, you know everyone's talking about JJ McCarthy. I'm glad we've backed off that. His odds have come back from being plus 200, plus 250 to plus 800 because that's mm-hmm. where it should be. Uh, but you know, of course, he'll be a top three favorite once again, or probably get invited if they beat Ohio State. That's just how much that game actually means for both sure. teams and players. But uh, I'll point out my pick. Which is now official. Don't say no it. No Nicks. No. Oh, yes. this hurts. This hurts. I called him oh, no Nicks two years oh, ago. How, how the tides have turned. How, how I've changed my opinion on this man. He's been awesome. And I think Oregon has a direct path to the college football play. If you're talking about a team outside the top four, I think the Oregon Ducks are the best bet to make the college football playoff. They have a much easier road than Washington. They'll get Washington as in a rematch game and a game they should have won already. And as we mentioned, Florida State, a little fraudulent. Ohio State could get knocked out. They lose to Michigan. So there's a lot of things that point in the direction of Oregon making the college ball playoff, Drew. Yeah. My reaction was not, I don't like your take. My reaction was heartburn because you remember, you can check the tape. There was a day in October where we were discussing college football and we were breaking down Oregon, Washington, and you, you brought up a very salient point, which was, you know, hey, right now, like, feels like whatever quarterback wins this one is, is definitely live for the Heisman, right? And I was like, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, and I was like, but, you know, and I, I looked right after that podcast, I looked very hard at the market and I was like, you know, I just, I like the price on Oregon money line better in that game. And so I made a losing bet instead of putting a, just a beautiful Bo Nix ticket in my pocket. And, uh, I've regretted it ever since. And I think that your points are, uh, are very fair. Like there is a decent chance that Marvin Harrison Jr. And the Ohio state, well, I say decent chance, I say 35 to 40% chance that they beat Michigan, go to the big yeah. 10 championship and went out. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. There is also a world where that happens and Bo Nix still wins the Heisman because his path is straightforward, like you said, and his, you know, his abilities are unquestionably amazing. Um, and I think, uh, um, you know, a chance to get redemption against Washington in the Big 12 championship game, that's possible, right? It's, there's yeah. no more. There's no more east-west nonsense or north-south yeah, nonsense best or whatever. Two records. Okay, best two yeah. records. So we're going to get another Oregon-Washington game probably if he gets his uh, revenge in that one. Then I guess uh, it's on. Um, and yeah. you know he's playing incredibly well right now. So yeah, if I I am looking over my shoulder uh, and I am very concerned about his particular path to victory here. Uh, what was the best price you ended up with on this? Uh, well, I got him for some lunch money early in the season at plus six fifty. Um, yeah. So didn't hit, obviously wish I'd have went heavier on it, but I was still Sam Hartman was still alive when we were talking about the Heisman market back then because he had a big game coming up before he, uh, yeah, he number two the bed we'll say. Uh, but Bo Nix, I think will, will give us contention here to win this, and I'll say like, you know, two three years ago, Drew, when we first started working together and started doing these podcasts together, Bo yeah. Nix was at Auburn. All right, and uh, he was putting up 12 touchdowns, seven picks, 11 touchdowns, three picks in a season, yeah. uh, five, six yards per pass attempt. He wasn't just, doing anything special. Just, just lost. He was lost, yeah. Yeah, and uh, two years at Oregon, 29 touchdowns, seven picks, 25 touchdowns, two picks. He has the third-best QBR in the entire country this year. So, uh, yeah. I dig That's it. Well, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna rein in my request to something more reasonable from Marvin Harrison Jr. this week. I'm gonna ask for seven catches for 140 yards and three touchdowns. 
I think that's doable. Um, that would yeah. match his output against Michigan State last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I like that tidbit, Drew. All right, we'll do that then. We'll, uh, we'll write some more Anderson. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So, yeah, check us out on Saturdays. But Sunday night is also going to be a pretty good night, too, because NBC uh, will be going to Vegas. All eyes are on Las Vegas when you see Sauce Gardner and Devontae Adams match up. The Jets travel to the desert, face the Raiders. Cover starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. I did make my money back on the Raiders last week after they smacked up on the Giants. Um, quarterback changes matter in the NFL, and it's going to matter here on Thursday Night Football uh, because Justin Fields – could play, could not play. Tyson Baguette is the quarterback. If he does not, the spread was four earlier when I played my side in this game, Drew, but now it's down to three and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, who do you like? So I'm hearing pretty sincere confirmation that it will be Tyson. Fields Good. will not be going, um, which is the right call. Uh, I don't think you want to put a guy with a thumb injury on the field in a short week. I think you want him to get a full week of practice and feel max confidence heading into uh, uh, his first game returning. Um, and, the, you know, the, the, the situation is a little weird for Fields right now. Like, he needs to come back and play well down the stretch or he's going to lose his job. And I don't think you, again, want to ask him to do that on short rest, um, even against a Panthers opponent that is wildly underwhelming so far this year. Uh, would it shock you to know that there were, I believe, eight rookie quarterbacks who played um, you know, a decent amount of snaps on Sunday last week? Or really, over, over yeah. the entirety of uh, week nine? Bryce Young was worse than all of them, except yeah. one, <laughs> including yeah. Tyson Badgett. Uh, and uh, the only guy that played more poorly was Clayton Toon, uh, who was thrust yeah, into an absolute deathly situation against the Browns defense on the road. Um, but you can't say the same for Bryce Young. Bryce Young was at home and he was playing the Colts. And to be performing that poorly two weeks off a of bye with a new offensive coordinator, a system that's they're trying to lean into your strengths and yet you give up 14 points to the opposing defense, you lost by 14 points. Like That was one of the worst offensive performances of the Colts had all season. The Panthers were right there if you just avoid the back-breaking mistakes, and he was literally the beginning, middle, and end of the reason that they lost last week at home, and now he's got to try to bounce back on a short week uh, on the road. And, you know, can he do it? Sure. Uh, do I want to get involved? No. Uh, and I think the, uh, the major thing to kind of point out here about the bears is I don't really know what to expect from fields when he gets back. 
But I do know that the market treating this team like it is literally a bottom two or three team is probably not right. Like, I think the Bears should be meaningful favorites over the Panthers. I think the Bears should be meaningful favorites over the Giants. They may even be meaningful favorites over the Patriots the way that they're playing offense right now. Uh, And I think you can highlight the quality of the offensive play that we're seeing from some of uh, those young players. And you can highlight, uh, you know, at least um, the way they they play in the trenches. Um, The Bears had the worst EPA per play defense on both run and pass last year. They were 32 with a bullet and they have managed in one season to go from 32nd to first in terms of run EPA, which is insane. And I'm excluding turnovers here. So we're not giving them credit for forcing fumbles. We're just saying, go line up and stop them. They're doing amazingly well at it. And I don't know how they have figured this out. Everflus is obviously a defensive guy. Uh, and I have kind of now worked my way into, well, if you're going to play that quality of a defense and make the Panthers one dimensional and force you to beat them through the air and you have a not confident Bryce Young, then, how is this game getting to 40? I think this is an under. Yeah, I'm not going to talk you off the under. I definitely think both ground games are going to struggle here in this one. Like you just mentioned, Chicago's yeah. EPA on the ground is great, but EPA through the air is kind of where they struggle. Uh, they let up almost seven yards per passing play, which is 29th, and they've also True. allowed opponents to convert 49% of the third downs, uh, which is last in the NFL, something that Bryce Young desperately needs because Drew – my only losing bet in all the NFL this past weekend was Carolina plus the three. Oh, and, uh, that one stung, man. Yeah, and it, it was frustrating, you know. And like I said, we mentioned before the show, I, I think it's very important for betters uh, who use the public books to use boosts. I think when if you're going to do something, if you're going to play a game, use the 25 50% boost uh, and get some of your winnings increased. And uh, I did a parlay, and all my NFL bets hit Cardinals team total under, Cardinals first quarter team total under, Steelers on Thursday, uh, Raiders money line, Drew, but the Bears or the Panthers can't do it because Bryce Young wants to throw two pick sixes. But I think I'm, I don't think that this spread should have moved from one to three and a half. True. That's what the look headline was, was one for Chicago here. Big and that kind of concerns me. Um, and I agree. And the last time I was on Chicago – Thursday night football against the Commanders, plus seven in the money line we took. But I just don't feel confident. I'm on Carolina plus the four and three and a half. Okay. And uh, I think they can win this game. I still think Chicago's overvalued. Like, I, I think that they are bottom five in the NFL. <laughs> okay. Easily. They can run. Easily. They can stop the run. They can't pass, and they can't stop the pass. <laughs> and this is a passing league. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very oddly constructed team. Um, and I don't know. Maybe you, you, you could be onto something because that could have been a local low for Bryce Young last week. Then you might not play that poorly ever the rest of the season. That could have been a local high on Badgett last week, and he might not play that well the rest of the season. Like that's entirely plausible. Um, yeah. Not really, uh, uh, you know, dying to get involved with this game one way or the other. Uh, but uh, we'll see how mm-hmm. the uh, the situation manifests. It's uh, looking like not good, like we're not going to get a weather game. Uh, Forty eight degrees, low chance of rain, wind in like the thirteen mile an hour range. So uh, nothing to really be spooked about there. So um, you know possible that uh, if there's a little bit of offensive efficiency in this contest that uh, uh, it begets some scoring so we'll see yeah we'll see I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't hang my hat or put my money on there being a lot of points in this game so I do lean the under on that side with you Drew and I'll be rocking with Carolina plus the four trying to keep our nice Thursday night football record going here best bet from the show Drew uh, does it involve Old Miss boy Old Miss is a good one. Uh, tough to go back to back on that one, though. So yeah. I'll go. I'll go with uh, Miami. I like Miami plus the points. Uh, not oh, nothing. Yeah. You know, not nothing. Nothing for me in the money lines there. I just, I just see the dis- distance between those two teams is is a lot narrower than fourteen and a half, and no injuries at this point, at least that I'm knowledgeable about. That's a, that's a good bet. I should have definitely predicted that one. That's a miscue on my part. <laughs> what about you? Where are you going? I wouldn't know you would not go back-to-back weeks fading Georgia on the spread. So I got to be better than Dancing that. Dancing with uh, fire, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, I'm going to be on Michigan pretty heavy this this weekend. So okay. uh, I don't think Penn State gets the 20 points on them. And I think Michigan wins and covers that game. But uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this, Drew. Player prop, I texted my friend. I said, you have to bet. Blake Corum touchdown. We had to find something to parlay with it. 
Okay. And my now pick is Marvin Harrison Jr. All right. So okay. Blake Corum touchdown against Michigan okay. with Marvin Harrison touchdown against Michigan State. Do, do the latter. One, yeah. two, three. Yeah. He's going yeah, he's going it. he's going deep more than once, I think. Yeah. No, I love that. So once State again, game, great as, they, as they say. State yeah, it's uh the Heisman <laughs> game for Marvin Harrison is definitely three touchdowns against Michigan State. Uh warming up for that Michigan game that I'll also be at and I can't wait. Well be uh, good. So college football's just seen up Drew NFL. NBA and we have college basketball. So make sure you guys all check out NBCSports.com for all your wagering help, all your fantasy options. And don't forget to check us out on Amazon.com backslash NBC Sports. Thank you, Dan, our producer. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening live. And of course, from Vaughn and Drew, uh, best of luck. We'll see you next week. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.